The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I want my children safe. Don't you? But are we all doing everything we can to protect them? Safety and security is priceless. Don't wait to plan and prepare until it's too late. I can't stop predators from being in this world, but I can sound the warning and pass on to you what I have learned about keeping your children and family safe. And that is why we are launching a brand new online education course, Justice Nation Crime Stops Here. A brand new five episode video master series allows you to go at your own pace. As world-class experts in personal safety and child protection share their knowledge, their tips, their resources, all for you. Go to nancygrace.com now. Use promo code Nancy for 15% off or go to crimestopshere.com. For your sake and for the sake of your children and people you love, know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Lesson one, safe at home, available now. NancyGrace.com and register using promo code Nancy or CrimeStopsHere.com, promo code Nancy. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. 
investigators revealing chilling details about the 911 call made from Denise Kloss's phone inside the home where authorities say she and her husband James were shot to death. Their 13-year-old daughter Jamie abducted. Just before 1 a.m. Monday, a police log showing the dispatcher could only hear yelling in the background and was unable to get that caller back on the line. When they tried calling the landline at the residence, it had been disconnected. Suspicion sending officers racing to the house in rural Barron, Wisconsin, arriving just four minutes later to find the front door kicked in. A grisly scene inside. Her parents died from gunshot wounds. That's why we were ruling this a homicide. There was no gun found on the scene. We are learning chilling, chilling details in the disappearance of a little girl, Jamie Kloss. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. Everybody, the tip line, 855-744-3879, 855-744-3879. Everybody listening now, be on the lookout for this little girl, Jamie Kloss. You were just hearing from our friends at ABC GMA, that was Ariel Rashif, describing what searchers are learning now. We are learning very disturbing details from the 911 call chilling police logs revealing missing Jamie's injured father apparently answering the door to police before he dies in front of them from gunshot wounds. The little girl who just turned 13 years old disappeared, as you heard, within minutes. We're learning this from the police logs. Disappeared within six to seven minutes from the time that 911 call was made. Because when cops got there, she was gone. We are also learning that Jamie's mom apparently barricaded herself in a bathroom or a closet. And they came after the mom, shooting the mom dead and taking the girl. Straight out to Dave Max, syndicated talk show host. Dave, let's just start at the beginning. Then we'll circle back to the breaking news. Let's start at the beginning. What happened? Just before 1 o'clock in the morning, the 911 call was made. It wasn't understandable. They could just hear yelling and screaming in the background. Police immediately headed towards this trailer home in rural Wisconsin, arriving four minutes after that phone call was made. When they got to the house, they could tell that the front door had been kicked in. As you said, it looks like her, Jamie's father actually answered the door and allowed police in before he died from his gunshot wounds. What we're trying to figure out from that 911 call is they know that Denise's mother barricaded herself in the bathroom, and maybe they possibly heard the last moment of her life on that 911 oh, call. Oh, oh, my stars. What could possibly have led to this little girl's kidnap? Take a listen to what we are learning from KARA-TV's Danny Spiewak. In this small town of 3,400, the news traveled fast. From the WTMJ Breaking News Center, an Amber Alert issued for a 13-year-old from Barron. Jamie Quas has been missing for nearly 24 hours now. Every scenario starts racing through your mind. You know, where is she? Is she okay? Is she scared? Christine Fink has taught Jamie dance for the past seven years. She's one of the kids here, and I, we just have to find her. 
Jamie went missing overnight from this home off Highway 8, according to the Sheriff's Department. That's where she lived with her parents. Just after 1 a.m., the Sheriff's Department responded to a 911 call here and found James and Denise Kloss dead. Joining me right now, Joseph Scott Morgan, forensics expert, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, death investigator and author of Blood Beneath My Feet. With me, judge, lawyer, founder of ChildCrimeWatch.com, Ashley Wilcott, Kathleen Murphy, North Carolina family lawyer, and of course, Dave Mack, syndicated talk show host, Alan Duke and Jackie Howard in the studio with me. Straight out to you, Ashley Wilcott, from your vantage point, as founder of ChildCrimeWatch.com, what do you think? So here's what I think. I think clearly it was an abduction. I think it was planned as an abduction. Otherwise, I think that they would have found this 13-year-old child also killed in the home. The second part of this, I think as a, as a judge, evidence-wise, I want to know, was there any dying declaration, you know, an exception to hearsay by the father? The fact that he opened the door for the police and then died, was he able to say anything that gave them any clue as to who did this. We are learning the father apparently was alive when he answered the door. Then he died right in front of the police. He was already injured. What does it say to you that the door was shot in? Many people are speculating, did little Jamie have something to do with this? I don't think the door would have been shot in the way it was. If she had anything to do with it, she would have just opened the door, given a key to uh, her, quote, kidnappers or left the door unlocked. That didn't happen. And to you, Dave Mack, syndicated talk show host, whatever that call was, be it a pocket dial or the mom trying to call 911 and we heard the last moments of her life, police are not releasing that call. Was Jamie in the bathroom with her mother? That's Jackie Howard's question. What do we know, Dave Mack, about that call? What we know is that, you know, they at first wouldn't even tell us that it came from Denise's cell phone. They only released that recently. We don't hear anything on there that is intelligible. They're trying to clean it up. But all you could hear was chaos in the background, yelling and screaming, and nothing was articulable. They couldn't tell what was being said. So we don't know if Jamie was in the bathroom, barricaded with her mother. Uh, we do know the police said that apparently she was the target. Jamie was to get her out of there, not to kill her, because obviously you've got mom and dad dead and Jamie is gone. Right. Kathleen Murphy, uh, renowned North Carolina family lawyer. Kathleen Murphy, there is no robbery. There is uh, no burglary. Nothing's missing. The rest of the home seemed very orderly and in place. There's no sex attack on the mom or dad. So it had to be. The only motive left is to get the girl, Jamie Kloss. And it was a fast crime, Nancy. It, it happened within four minutes, and I had the same question as our other panelists. Was Jamie in the bathroom with her mother? Our first instinct, if somebody's coming into home and I'm barricading myself in a room, my child's going to be with me. Does Scott Morgan agree or disagree with what Kathleen Murphy just observed? I think that she is the prize that they are after, Nancy. This is planned. Uh, I think that that this little girl was the target of everything. This was planned. Somebody showed up with weapons. Somebody Absolutely. Showed up Absolutely. Details right now from a dispatcher's call log have just been released. Not the call itself, but the call log details. They were released by Barron County Sheriff's Department, and they paint a horrifying picture of this early morning shooting the shootings of Denise and James Kloster, Jamie's parents. Jamie has vanished. 
Take a listen to this. Boom, and then boom, just seconds after. This neighbor heard two gunshots. Other than that, Sheriff Chris Fitzgerald says the home seemed in order with cars still in the driveway. So we believe everything's accounted for. Um, we just don't know where this 13-year-old girl is. And Jamie Kloss is her name. By 3.30 p.m., an Amber Alert had been issued, meaning law enforcement has reason to believe an abduction occurred and that Jamie could be in immediate danger. The FBI and National Center for Missing and Exploited Children are working on this case, but they have not said anything about how Jamie disappeared or who may have taken her. Jamie has green eyes, blonde or kind of strawberry blonde hair. She's only five feet tall and only weighs 100 pounds. She was involved in so many things, in dance, in sports, straight-A student, described as very, very quiet. Ashley Wilcott, I'm sure police have combed through her social media to see if there was anyone stalking her. But being at uh, these events, these dance class uh, recitals um, and sports, such as cheerleading or basketball, where the girls are there, who knows who attended those events and saw Jamie? And that's the problem. They've stalked her, whether it's physically in person watching or via her social media. So social media is the right place to start. I see this time and time again, Nancy. There are predators out there who get to our kids, whether it's watching them at events or through social media, misleading them. But clearly she was targeted. The quickness of the crime, the fact that they came to that home, she was the target. Scared that nobody knows anything. Fink says she had just been texting with Denise Kloss over the weekend about Jamie's dance schedule. Today, coming into work, I was going to try to find another class for her, and instead we're doing this. Fink described the feeling in town as a panic. There's nothing. There's no information, and somebody needs to come forward with some information. We have to find her. That's KARE-TV's Danny Spiewak speaking to Jamie's dance instructor, who has described her as a very quiet girl and was working on another dance class for her. And instead, the search for Jamie goes on. We are taking your calls at 909-49-CRIME, 909-492-7463, out to Tina in Wisconsin. Hi, Tina. Hey. What's your question, dear? Well, I just I just wondered, um, I don't really have a question. Is that a comment? Um, we do live, um, you know, this is a small town. And I live about 12 miles from where it happened, um, right off the highway as well. Uh, people are just so on edge. And we're from a, such a small area that um, we typically don't even lock our doors at night. And so now everybody's so on edge. Um, I'm actually locking my door. And just it's just the feel of the town has just changed so much. You can just see everybody's scared because there's absolutely, I don't think there's much for leave that um, we've heard for any um, update. There in the area, everybody, Tina in Wisconsin is with me on the phone. You're not too far away from where Jamie was abducted. I do not believe this child, this little girl who is described as quiet um, and very loving to her family, I do not believe this child had anything to do with this, this whole thing. I mean, we've, I've covered and investigated bizarre cases, but they're very few and far between where children orchestrate the deaths of their parents. I don't think that's the case here, Tina. I absolutely do not. No, I do not either. I think it's, I do believe it's an abduction. Um, It's just so scary because there's always these rumors, you know, about sex trafficking. And that's been quite a big subject amongst the public right now is wondering if, if it's a sex trafficking thing where there's people actually that desperate to, 
start coming into the homes. I mean, it's just everybody's on edge and scared. How could it happen? Tina in Wisconsin with me. When the 911 call comes in at 12.53 a.m., cops get there at 1.03, she's already gone. Tina, I know you are hearing things in the neighboring town that may not be reported yet. Do people think that Jamie was observed at one of her dance recitals or at one of her sporting events? What is the working theory? That's kind of of what I've been hearing is um, we feel like that is probably the case. You know, even at your local um, stores, you know, um, shopping, you typically go to Rice Lake and that's kind of, you know, rumors that people have followed people out of a Walmart store. Um, You know, we don't know if they're targeting smaller towns because we're a little bit naive sometimes to danger. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what people are wondering. Well, you know, Tina, you just mentioned the Walmart and I don't know if you recall this guys, Dave, Matt, Kathleen Murphy, Ashley Wilcott, Joe Scott Morgan, stay with me, Tina, Ashley Wilcott. I believe you were with me when I covered the Pettit case where the mom and in Connecticut, where the mom and the daughter had gone to the grocery store and some freaks followed them home broke in through the open basement door in the middle of the night. They hit the dad, Dr. Pettit, on the head, knock him out, tie him up, and they proceed to rape and murder the mom, the little girls, and set the house on fire. I do. Yeah, I do. I mean, oh, yeah, they tried to drive. They took him to an ATM, and the mom was afraid they'd kill the girls, and she didn't say anything at the bank. And, uh, yeah, remember that? I do remember that. And the whole thing was, it sparked sparked in my mind when Tina in Wisconsin mentioned about Walmart. Right now in the neighboring town. Tina, what's the neighboring town? She she said she lives about 12 miles from Barron. Barron. I would be looking at the Walmart surveillance video, Target grocery store surveillance video to see if she, Jamie, and her mom or dad pop up, and who else was there if anyone followed them, Ashley? Yeah, I agree with you, Nancy, and I hate to go to the sex trafficking piece, but that's a big part of the work that I do here in Georgia and nationally, and unfortunately, she's absolutely right. I do think that's a very real possibility in this case. Something we need to remember about the people who will get children for sex trafficking purposes, they have no boundaries. They would absolutely shoot two people to take the child and put her into the sex um, industry because of the amount of money that they would make off of it. So it is a scary thought, but that does happen. Someone might have followed them and killed them in order to take her and put her into that industry. It's a possibility. Tina in Wisconsin, you're about 12 miles away from where Jamie was taken. Where are the closest, for instance, when I grew up, I, I say I'm from Macon, Georgia. I'm actually from unincorporated Bibb County. We would have to drive 15, 20 minutes to even get to a grocery store. All right. So what would be the closest Walmart, Target, grocery stores that if you lived in Jamie's neighborhood, they would go to, Tina? Um, I would say it's probably 15 miles from her house is the closest Walmart. And that would be where you live? Well, where I live, it's probably, I travel about 30 miles to the closest Walmart. Um, but for her, she's probably closer, you know, it is closer, so it's 15 miles probably from her house to the closest Walmart. And what city is that? She, uh, I live in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Where's the, wa- where's the Walmart that she would travel to? Oh, I'm sorry. 
Yes, Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Rice Lake, Rice Lake Walmart. Man, I hope the cops are on it. Joseph Scott Morgan, uh, expert in forensics and author. Joe Scott, what about it? Another thing we've learned is that I was trying to reconcile how many shots a neighbor heard. They said they heard two. But I'm like, okay, if they shot the door in and they shot each parent a minimum of one time, that's multiple shots. Then I'm learning, uh, then I learned that the door may have been kicked in. So that would explain that inconsistency, Joe Scott. Yeah, it would. And Nancy, I was just sitting here pondering. I was thinking about, we've got a plethora of evidence at the scene. Uh, if the door was kicked in, obviously there is a high likelihood uh, that there is going to be a shoe print on that door. Uh, and I would imagine before kicking it in, they probably applied force. And that would mean them having a grip, maybe an outside doorknob, that sort of thing. We might be looking for fingerprints or maybe even touch DNA. And if we go back to this piece that Ashley was talking about relative to sex trafficking, these individuals might be in the database relative to uh, uh, sexual predators, uh, which could be an absolute home run in this particular case if they are in there and you can match that DNA up with them. Right now we are running down all the leads and all the tips that we are getting at CrimeOnline.com but please if you have information call 855-744-3875 855-744-3875 Ashley Wilcott what about her social media and her friends would they likely know if anyone had been stalking her or anyone that had an odd interest in her. I mean, we just lived through the Tad Cummings incident where the high school teacher actually took the little girl cross-country and had her out in some commune in the Pacific Northwest. Absolutely. So, Nancy, how many times have you and I talked about when you take your kids somewhere and carpool with their friends, how much information do you learn? Ten times as much as you learn from talking to your own kids. So they tell their friends. That's what kids do. Who do they talk to? Their friends. And I'm going to stand by. Somebody knows something. So either she said something to her friend or she sent an email, she sent a text, she sent some kind of social media absolutely that's a really important place to look for information take a listen to the barron county sheriff chris fitzgerald listen middle school where she attends school we have officers there today uh, working with anybody that may have any bit of information well i won't say the public's uh, there's no immediate danger that we know of but we don't we have a lot of unknowns in this case and that's uh, the frustrating part uh, in the law enforcement world is the unknowns that we were hitting with this case uh, so to say the public's not in danger I can't say that, but I want the public to be aware. We know of no immediate danger. I want my children safe. Don't you? But are we all doing everything we can to protect them? Safety and security is priceless. Don't wait to plan and prepare until it's too late. I can't stop predators from being in this world, but I can sound the warning and pass on to you what I have learned about keeping your children and family safe. And that is why we are launching a brand new online education course, Justice Nation, Crime Stops Here. A brand new five-episode video master series allows you to go at your own pace as world-class experts in personal safety and child protection share their knowledge, their tips, their resources, all for you. Go to nancygrace.com now. Use promo code Nancy for 15% off or go to crimestopshere.com. 
for your sake and for the sake of your children and people you love. Know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Lesson one, safe at home, available now. NancyGrace.com and register using promo code NANCY or CrimeStopsHere.com, promo code NANCY. The 911 call was given uh, that night from the residents on a cell phone, um, but no contact was made with somebody that was on the other line. And that's what's unusual about that 911 call. There was no one communicating with our dispatcher. The word help, did you hear that? Did the dispatcher hear that? Uh, I don't know that if... I don't know if the word help was said. I can't comment on that. I don't know if that was said, um, but there was some kind of disturbance going on, and that's why law enforcement was sent to the house. The Barron County Sheriff said the investigators have received over 1,000 tips in the case and have thoroughly investigated more than 800 of them. He goes on to say that we are using every resource available and have conducted hundreds of interviews, multiple searches, and are using the technical and forensic expertise of our state and federal resources to locate the person or persons who committed this offense and to locate Jamie. You had heard Barron County Sheriff Chris Fitzgerald speaking to Time.com, as well as our friend Liz Collin at WCCO-TV in Minneapolis. Right now, the search is on for a little girl forcibly taken from her home. And the specter has arisen. Was she in the room, the bathroom, barricaded with her mother when the door was forced open and the mother shot dead? The little girl missing. To Dave Mack, syndicated talk show host, joining us. Dave, we're getting a lot of information by deciphering the police 911 call logs. What exactly are we learning, Dave Mack? What we're figuring out right now, Nancy, is that there was nothing coming from Denise Kloss uh, as she was barricaded in that bathroom. and It's been referred to as possibly a butt dial. I don't think that at all. I think she's barricaded in there and panicked because her husband's just been shot by the front door. She's trying to call 911 as the abductors get to the bathroom, and that's all we hear on that phone call. All we hear is chaos, and they haven't released any kind of text or anything from the actual audio recording. As a matter of fact, they waited a couple of days to let us know that it actually was the phone call of Denise Kloss. It was her phone, rather. And we don't know if, uh, if Jamie was in the bathroom with her. As a parent, we all assume we would grab our kid and, and try to hide because, obviously, you know, the front door was kicked in. That created a major disturbance in this house. Her husband gets shot by the front door. Denise, you can picture her grabbing Jamie, going to the bathroom, barricading themselves in, calling 911. And all of this happens in such a short window of time. We're talking just four minutes or more before the police are at the site of this crime. Joining me, uh, Joe Scott Morgan, forensics expert, Kathleen Murphy, North Carolina family lawyer, Ashley Wilcott, and Dave Mack. You know, Joe Scott Morgan what do you believe they are doing at the home, at Jamie Claus's home right now to search for forensics? Any chance of DNA? And if so, how? Yeah, I think that there there is a high likelihood. Uh, I'm, I'm amazed, Nancy, at how quickly, it was mentioned just a second ago, how quickly uh, this crime went down. And in that, uh, I'm hoping that that when the initial responders got in there, started walking around, that they kind of backed out lock that scene down because what we would be looking for are particularly any kind of blood evidence that might have been generated. Maybe there was a fight or something that came from the perpetrators. From that, we can get DNA, but also touch DNA. Anything that's left behind in the small particulate matter that's left behind on doorknobs, any contact surfaces, and even on bodies. 
uh, that's going to be critical. Fingerprints. Uh, I'd mentioned footprints just a moment ago. Anything that is going to have a tie back to these specific individuals. And let's keep in mind, depending upon what kind of weapon was fired, Nancy, if this was a semi-automatic pistol, uh, we've got spent shell casings out there that could tie back potentially to a weapon. Maybe this weapon's been used in other crimes. Right, in the ballistics bank. Guys, there is a national database of fingerprints. It's called APHIS, A-P-H-I-S. There is a national database of DNA called CODIS. There is also a national ballistics database. And if a a shell or a bullet is obtained from a crime scene or really even a, a weapon itself, those markings on the bullet or the interior of the barrel of the gun can you, you can look at them under a microscope and see certain striations or um, I don't know how to say it skin marks that are left on a bullet as it hurtles down the barrel. Only one gun makes that particular marking as the metal is cooled on the barrel when it is manufactured. It's like a fingerprint to a gun. These bullets that Joseph Scott Morgan is talking about, if they are found in the body or on the scene, can be matched back to the National Ballistics Database to see if that gun has been used in any other crime. We are taking your calls and I want you to, to listen to this. It's the Barron County Sheriff, Chris Fitzgerald. He says something very interesting. Her parents, James and Denise, were found shot to death inside their home. Someone called 911 from the mother's cell phone around 1 o'clock Monday morning. Law enforcement showed up four minutes later, but Jamie was gone. There's been no sign of her since. At this time, you know, I, I don't want to say that the, there's a danger to the community, but there's some unknowns in this case. Um, and, uh, you know, we're following up on leads. But at this time, I don't see a danger to the public, but we want everybody to remain uh, as some of these things. If there's a change in behavior, please report that to our tip line. That was our friend Liz Collins at WCCO-TV in Minneapolis and the Barron County Sheriff Chris Fitzgerald. And what is striking me is so important right there. Kathleen Murphy, North Carolina family lawyer, as they've said multiple times, we don't think the public is in danger. What does that say to me? That this was targeted for Jamie, not just a sex trafficker, not just a kidnapper, but someone connected to this girl, because based on what the sheriff is saying, he knows something. That means he's interpreting it to mean other children and other families are not in danger. And that also sounds to me like she may have had perhaps that kick app that was so prominent in the murder of um, the little girl Nikki in Virginia. And she may have had a secret app on her phone that her parents didn't know about. And Nancy, my big concern. Well, 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 I don't know that it's secret, though, Kathleen. I mean, can't you just look at the phone? I can see Snapchat on my phone, and every time my twins mooch off my hotspot, I can see what they're doing, pretty much. Well, you're the exception. You're absolutely the exception because I see so many parents who are not monitoring their social media of their children. And I believe that the police know something because they've looked at her phone, they've looked at her social media accounts, and I believe she was targeted. And why was there so much noise and commotion entering that house? Why didn't they wait an hour or two and sneak in and take this child? That's a question that I've had. Now, that is an interesting angle. I want you to take a listen to what we are learning from ABC reporter Alex Perez. 
Authorities here at the Barron County Sheriff's Department say those autopsy results have been returned and they now know that Jamie's parents were shot to death and they believe that Jamie was home when they were killed. This all started uh, at about 1 a.m. Monday. Authorities got that suspicious 911 call. The dispatcher could not hear anyone speaking directly to them, but they could hear noise in the background. Well, officials now say that noise in the background that they heard, they weren't specific about it, but that noise that they heard, that made the, makes them think that Jamie was inside the home at the time. Now, they responded to that home just four minutes after that call to 911, and when authorities got there, Jamie was gone. There was no sign of the 13-year-old girl. The 911 call was given uh, that night from the residence on a cell phone, um, but no contact was made with somebody that was on the other line. And that's what's unusual about that 911 call. There was no one communicating with our dispatch. We want to bring Jamie home. That's the main point. I will not uh, interrupt this investigation for anybody to have any information that's not necessary. That's why I won't give out any information. If we think it's key to the case where we need the public's help, we will disseminate that information. Uh, but until then, uh, our number one goal is to bring Jamie home and no amount of information will be given out unless we feel it's appropriate to help. You are hearing the chief of police there in Barron County, Chris Fitzgerald, speaking, and it's true. They are keeping it close to the vest. We're talking about a missing little girl. She has just turned 13 at home with her mother and father, everybody apparently asleep. It all started unfolding in a rural area of Wisconsin around 12.53 a.m., around 1 a.m. with a single 911 hang-up call, according to what we are learning from deciphering the dispatch batch call logs. Now that call was immediately traced to Denise Claus' cell phone and immediately police went to the scene. Now the dispatcher apparently heard yelling but the caller didn't say anything. Three different Barron police officers immediately went there. They were up on the graveyard shift. The first one got there at 1 a.m. Remember the call came in at 1253 by that time, Jamie was already gone. With me on the line is Tina from about 10 to 12 miles away from where Jamie was kidnapped. Tina, do you notice the chief of police keeps saying, uh, excuse me, it's the sheriff, the Barron County Sheriff keeps saying the rest of the community is not in danger. Tina, what does everybody there in the community take that to mean? I don't know. I guess we all feel, because we don't have any answers, we all still feel definitely uneasy and we're, um, you know, locking our doors at night because we don't know why she was abducted. Also, I just wanted to add um, about that phone call. Why did the phone hang up? That's been something we've been talking about. Did it, did the phone charger, um, you know, it died because the battery was low or who hung up that phone? Normally, once you call, of course, you don't hang up. So did the predator hang up that phone is there a fingerprint on that phone you know i was wondering about fingerprints from the phone too tina that is an excellent question we are taking your calls at 909-49-CRIME 909-492-7463 let's go out alan connect me with kimberly in kentucky please kimberly hi nancy hi beautiful i had a question i was just a a theory I had. Has anybody mentioned that they have checked any computers in the house or were there any computers in the house that she, that the the little girl could have been commuting with somebody? I mean, talking to somebody. 
um, telling them that something was bad going on in the house and maybe somebody came in and did what they did and took her. Or just communicating innocently because Kimberly, Kentucky, I uh, met this incredible woman who was, um, I guess, 13 at the time. She was online talking to who she thought was a little friend her age, turned out to be a grown man that abducted her and held her kidnapped in a dungeon for a period of time before she was saved. And that story really shook me to the core. So she could have been on one of these apps like Snapchat or What's Up, What's App. There's so many of them or Just Talk. Uh, or kick there's a million of them and thinking she's speaking to somebody her own age when it turns out to be exactly the opposite uh joe scott morgan i've heard not only has the door been removed from its hinges but police are also using drones and infrared devices to search woods all around but joseph scott morgan address kimberly in kentucky yeah, uh, I got to tell you, I'm I'm really wondering. I'm really wondering if there is some kind of uh, of uh, of trail that has been left behind relative to this that can uh, that can tie somebody back uh, to this event. Uh, we've got a, as I've stated, a tremendous amount of evidence here uh, that they're going to have to sift through, and also uh, the FBI is now deeply embedded in this case, Nancy. And I can assure you they're bringing full force to bear here. Man, you're not kidding. Uh, What you don't want to see is the feds picking through your trash in the backyard. I've also learned that Jamie has a Facebook page. Of course she does. Quote, I love to dance at Christine's Dance Jazz, ice skating, volleyball, swim, art, cross-country, track, dance. She wrote about that on her Facebook page, and she filled it with photos of herself with a middle school sports team and wearing dance outfits. And, you know, Kathleen Murphy, North Carolina family lawyer, this is just like every other kid her age. The administrator there at Barron Area School District said that she was a sweet girl, a loyal friend who loves to dance. She was a member of the cross-country team. And one time uh, there was a question in a school assignment, what would you do with a million dollars? And her answer was, feed the hungry and give the rest to the poor. I mean, uh, her her Facebook, you can learn a lot from Facebook. You don't see her uh, in a way her parents wouldn't like it. On, on her Facebook, you see her with family members, with writings about her parents. You know, one of my most prized possessions is a poem Lucy wrote me to mom. I may even start crying, as a matter of fact. And a picture, John David once drew of me is up on the wall in the kitchen and if you look there on her facebook it's really hurting me to look at it you see photos of jamie with a lot of family members uh writings about her parents family activities like at a pumpkin patch and just in july the mom writes to her Happy birthday to my daughter, who is growing up to be the sweetest and most kind-hearted girl 
I can't even read the rest, Kathleen. It says, I love you to the moon and back. Well, there are so many questions about this sweet little girl. And I, I tend to think that she was absolutely targeted. I tend to think that she may have gotten in over her head somewhere and didn't even realize it. I mean, just like we talked about children communicating with somebody they think is their age and that person is that sexual predator. I tend to think that this sweet little girl was sweet little girl. I don't think she had a role in this. And it makes me very sad. I have a 12-year-old little boy. And again, you're the exception. And he's on social media. And I, I just can't even imagine that this little girl had anything to do with this. Nor did she have any mm -mm, anticipation mm -mm. that this would happen. I'm just, Kathleen, I'm just sick about it. This is what I know. This is what's listed on her Amber Alert. She's missing from Barron, Wisconsin. She's just turned 13. She's 5 feet, 100 pounds, green eyes, strawberry blonde, straight hair. Guys, please help us bring this little girl home alive. 715-537-3106 or toll free 855-744-3879. 855-744-3879. Her mom and dad can't help her now, but we can. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.